Praise the Lord. We welcome you at our live broadcast today, Sunday, November 27, 2022. Our apologies for being late. We will strive to do better next time. Our instrumental is taken from Abrakale Brassi on YouTube, The Old Rugged Cross. As we speak, always present the cross of Christ, that rugged cross before you. That will enable you to follow this series we are starting now. Faith Killers. That's our new series. Faith Killers. The series outline. Today we shall be speaking on the wrong foundation. Next Sunday, by God's grace, we shall talk about false doctrines, which are the poisons to the true faith in God. The third week, we shall go on greed. And before we shall speak on the fourth week, not walking, living by faith in God. And number five, friendship with the world, six fear. These are all faith killers. We're going to point them out why they kill the faith in God. Today's topic, wrong foundation. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we start this new series today. It's by your grace that we're here. You have enabled us all through the week and given us strength. And your grace has been more than sufficient for this particular series and for all others. But particularly for this, knowing some challenges, Lord. We thank you for all who have been faithful watching this broadcast or listening to the podcast. And we are praying, our Father and our God, that as they listen or watch, you draw them to you, not to any other. We are just instruments. Let the power that goes through this ministration, Lord, flow through your people, that they may also bless others with the same blessings and more that you have blessed us with. Preserve and protect their homes and enable them to recognize your way for their individual lives that they may walk therein. And as they walk therein, Lord, rebuke the devourer for their sakes that nothing shall by any means hurt or touch them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome the Holy Spirit and pray, take control and speak to us to your people. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today's outline Saved by faith in God. Number two, foundation of the true faith in God. Number three, perversion of the true faith. And our song today, the old rugged cross. Praise the Lord. Saved by faith in God. Scripture, please. I read from John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. God loved the world. You and I can give his son. He didn't say we loved God. No, because why were you sinners? He gave his son to die for us. That's number one. Our salvation is not by effort. Next scripture, please. John chapter 1, verses 10 to 13. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. A moment. Christ came into the world, the Son of God. 
the world that had been made through him and for him. Yet the world did not know him. Next verse, please. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Praise the Lord. He came to the Israelites who were God's chosen people at the time. And they did not receive him. So Israel was acting for the rest of the world in rejecting Christ. Verse 12, please. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Praise the Lord. God made a provision for the salvation of all human beings. Don't reject it. But as many through all the ages from the time he has come that receive him to then become the children of God because they become righteous in Christ and therefore at God's throne with him. We're chosen not by our own actions or by our parents' actions or by our friends' actions or by the will of the flesh but the, or the will of any human being but God. Not a pastor, no Jew. Nobody received Christ because he's Jew or pastor. No. You received him on your own the day you believed. Praise the Lord. And you're a child of God if you have received him. Let's read the next scripture, please. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 to 10. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praise the Lord. This particular one is for those who have not known him. The word is very near you. All you have to do is confess with your mouth. This moment, the Lord Jesus Christ, that is your Lord and your Savior. And believe that God raised him from death for your justification. Individual. And you'll be saved. Because with the heart is what makes us righteous with God. That belief. And when we confess with our mouth, we're saved from the dungeons of hell and darkness. From the pits of hell. Because right now, you unbeliever, if you have not known him, if you have not had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have not known him. It means you are saved from Satan clutches if you make this confession and believe truly. And you'll be justified before God to be called a child of God. Next scripture, please. Each verse I will explain. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Good. It is the richness of God's love and mercy. His great love that made you alive, those who have believed. He made us alive. We were dead to God. But by accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, by embracing the cross of Christ, we are saved by the grace of God from death to life. Continue please. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. From death, he brought us alive. And we are sitting with Jesus Christ in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. If you followed last Sunday's teaching, 
Even if it's not part of this series, it was just a bridge to this series. You already were told and you know you are sitting right there. Hence your prayers are answered because you are doing what God wants you to do and pray according to his will. Let's continue, please. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Let's continue. Verse 8. By grace, you see, the whole scripture continues to emphasize that we are saved by grace. And that grace means that we have faith in God, in God's word. That is why we are saved, not because of anything else. If you are a child of God, you are not saved because you are better than the next person. No, you are saved by singular act of God, by God's grace. And it is a gift from God. That's why nobody should preach and ask for money. I don't care what circumstance. It is a travesty and wickedness. Continue, please. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Good. For where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Praise the Lord. Each person that has been called and has answered, God has a place. He has prepared you for something. What he has prepared for you is different from what he prepared for me. So don't, don't say you want to be like that G.O. or that pastor. Or that brother or that sister. You don't know. Ask God to just what he has prepared for you because whatever he has prepared for you is that that will lead you to eternal life. If you try to emulate somebody else, that is the danger. Remember what we are talking about that we are saved by faith in God. And this foundation is very important because if we don't have this foundation, that is why many people have fallen because they don't know the faith that is in God. They believe a false God. We shall come to that. Always remember one thing before we move to the next segment. Our salvation is all about God. It's not about us individually or even as a group. It is God's own doing. We had no part in it. Our part was only to say, Lord, we believe. And we will remain in that belief if we want to inherit eternal life. The day we look back and think of our own righteousness, how we can add a few things. That is when we now fall. Remember we are saved by faith and we shall continue in faith. Praise the Lord. Because God is rich in mercy. And he loved us and offered his son as a sacrifice. So that you and I can sit in the heavenly places with him. Always remember that as we continue. That we are saved by faith in God. And our walk with him must be by faith in him. And we continue till we meet him in glory by faith. The day we or anybody leaves that belief because of the teachings of the wicked men and women of the belly who continue to preach other doctrines, that's the day that the faith is destroyed. Next item. Foundation of the true faith. What is the foundation of the true faith? Remember, we just saved, saved by faith, how you and I got born again. And how a non-believer can, through the scripture we read in Romans, believe and become a child of God, even as we are preaching or speaking today. Now, what is the foundation of our faith? That means anything that departs from what we are going to read now is not of God. Anything.
anything that departs from the scripture we're about to read is not of God. It encapsulates the foundation of the true faith in God. Praise the Lord. We shall go verse by verse. Go ahead, please. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 20. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Praise the Lord. Note that. Christ brought peace to the world. Before then, Jews, Gentiles, everybody was a teacher, that's true. The Gentiles represent the rest of the world. The Jews are the Israelites then, the God's chosen people. And don't say why did God choose them. That's another matter for another day. God is God. He can do whatever he wants to do. He united Jews and Germany, the whole people of the world. While on the cross, he took on the sins of both Jew and Gentile. He took on the sins of the whole world on his body. And therefore broke down hostility between nations, between tribes and towns. So what does that say? If really you have become a child of God, and you are still practicing division in wherever you are, tribalism, Mm -hmm. Racism, every other hegemonistic tendency, re-examine your life because the foundation of Christ is peace to all the world. It is to love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't matter what tribe or tongue. Next one, please, verse 15. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating himself one new people from the two groups. Praise the Lord. From two became one. No more division in the world. He ended this by ending the system of the law with commandments and regulations. We will come to that at some point. Those of you who continue to hold on to your tights and say it is this. You are the law. You continue to destroy your faith. We shall come to that. But this is here. He, Christ ended the system of the law with his commandments because Christ is the end of the law. And if Christ is in me, I have to be obedient to Christ in me. And Christ will enable me to do the things he wants Christ to do. Not the things I want to do. Tell that to your Jews and pastors. They are wicked men and women who continue to deceive people all over the world. Christ ended it on the cross. On the cross it is by grace and by grace alone. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles. Those of you coming to practice tribalism, you know where I'm talking about, where it's so rife in Africa. Tribalism. And you say you're a pastor. And you say you're a child of God. You are, you are tribalistic. <laughs> Please, when I don't attend your church and don't believe that you're a brother like me, don't be upset. Because wherever you come from, you're my brother or my sister if you're a child of God. But if I notice you are practicing any of these silly things, you have not yet believed. Because I don't want my own faith to die. Continue, please. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. Praise the Lord. You see, it's exact. how can I be hostile to somebody from another tribe, or from another race, or from another tongue, and I say I'm a child of God? How? It doesn't work. That's the foundation of our faith. Because in heaven there will be no discrimination. Discrimination is from the pits of hell. Continue please. He brought 
this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Just there. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the one that now brings all of us together. He teaches and guides us and helps us to do the will of God. Helps us to even, even that thing we wouldn't want to do, He enables us to do it because we know we're not children of God. Continue, please. Verse 19. So now you, are Gentile, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Praise the Lord. Foundation of our faith is that we're all brothers and sisters in the family of God. There is no head because the head is only Jesus Christ. Everybody is equal in the household of God. There's no discrimination of I'm poor, I'm rich. I'm riding a big car, I'm riding a less car. I came on foot and this one came. No, it, what the moment you see, that's the problem. You can't be sitting on that day as I say, these are for elders. And these are for the commoners. No, please, any church doing it, please don't go there. They don't understand the scriptures. Can we continue, please? Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Praise the Lord. Please note this last verse. We are the house. Christ is the chief cornerstone, as well as the head. And we are built on the doctrines of the apostles. Which means any and disciples of Christ. Which means any additions after that time is a nullity. It might sound good, it might be good. But please, can we remain on the doctrines once for all delivered to the saints by the apostles and the eyewitnesses of the Lord as written in the epistles and in the book of Revelation? And of course, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the Old Testament that continues to prophesy of Christ coming and saving the world. Can we please remember with the scriptures and stop all these gullible testimonies they tell you people every time. It is not about them. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's only about the Lord Jesus Christ and his Father who so loved the world that he sent him to die for us. Always remember that our faith in God is always about God. It's not about you. It's not about me. The moment you make it about me and you, I know people say, we have to talk testimonies. A point comes where you cross the line. You can individually, as you are counseling people, try to encourage them, or you are led at some point. When it comes, oh, you know, I was poor, then I, I give this, and then now I'm living in a big house. That is not a testimony. That is wickedness. We shall come to that. So, the Lord ended the system of law and commands because he is the law himself. And he fulfilled all the righteousness for us so that we will not be listening to the Holy Spirit who guides us and not any human being because he knows that demons are going to come to destroy or to try to destroy that which he has laid. That's why the foundation is in Christ. Any foundation that is not of Christ is not of God. The foundation of true faith is built on Christ and his teachings, which the apostles left for those coming after them. I've said it, I want to re-emphasize it. Any stones or blocks, teachings, doctrines, not led on the foundation of that. That means anything that you cannot find in the scriptures. I don't care how good it looks or sounds. It's not from God. 
We shall go to three. Perversion of the true faith. Right, I'm presenting the gospel of Christ as it is. Human beings through the centuries after Christ have been adding and subtracting from Christ's gospel. What many people don't know is that some of these mutilations were inspired by demons. Brother Paul already warned us even in Galatians chapter 1 verse 8. What many people in the 21st century who think they went to school believe is the gospel of Christ has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It has nothing to do with his commands to his followers and all the doctrines of his apostles and disciples, which was now flowing from what he taught them. Satan and demons have so perverted the gospel of Christ that many believers don't have appreciation of the cross or the sufferings of Christ for our sins. You know, it's glossed over. The cross is glossed over. And the few who preach or dare to preach against the mutilation of Christ's gospel are despised by so many. Especially those who claim to be born again and spirit-filled. You wonder what spirit has filled them. Because if you are really spirit-filled and you are born again, you will love those who are contending for the faith that was once for all delivered to Christ and delivered to the saints. Those who preach against the mutilation of Christ's gospel are also reviled by many who claim that the Bible is the sole authority to be used in doctrines. Remember when Luther, uh, Martin Luther uh, uh, in 15th century talked about sola scriptura. That's only the scriptures. The same people, the big denominational churches that went away from Roman Catholicism have also fallen foul because they didn't allow the Holy Spirit to continue to move the movement to the place it's supposed to be. You can always read that book, Stewards of the Kingdom. It's on our website, free of charge to read. Yeah, the scriptures tell us the following in the book of Isaiah, please. Scripture. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. Praise the Lord. No matter their flowing robes, no matter their long beaded caps, no matter the chains they wear, no matter the rings they wear, no matter the names they go by, huh, if their teachings contradict the scriptures by one iota, they are not of God. You have been warned. I have been warned. Those who continue to contradict God's word are held in high esteem by their team followers. You know, they're millions. Hundreds of thousands. They are held in the same reverence as, remember, the false prophets in Israel. The false prophets were the ones who were with the kings. When the later years of uh, the fall of those two kingdoms, before their fall. The false prophets had prominence in the courts. The same way today, the men and women of the belly, the false Pastors and Jews are sitting in the seats of the, of the politicians, seats of the, of, of the presidents and the queens and the kings of the world. They said nothing has changed. We're using this broadcast to encourage all those who preach God's word. <laughs> that one which saves the cross of Christ. 
Though you are seen as enemy of by the understanding that those who don't have the Holy Spirit, they may be believers, but have not yet had the Holy Spirit. Never relent in preaching the unvanished truth. Because once you know the truth and you don't preach it, it becomes a sin. Now let's take a step back. What happens when people attend services or go to campgrounds or invent grounds and they didn't hear the true gospel? See, they have not yet known the Lord, but they decide to follow others to go. What do you think happens? In the campgrounds, are not told to make a U-turn from a life of sin because the preaching and teaching is about something else. They are not told the implications of living their old life and going to the new life. What it entails. They are not told that the new life in Christ means abandoning their old life and taking up the cross of Christ and following after Jesus. It means turning their back to the world and looking up onto the altar finish of our faith. Who for the joy that was said before he made the other cross. They are not told. They are told other things which we shall speak in the next segments. Not now. Next Sunday or two Sundays. So they don't hear the gospel of Christ. But when they make what they call the altar call. They go out and say they are giving their lives to Christ. So they leave the services and go back to the old sinful life. All they take away from there is we shall continue to support this ministry and God will help us. Part of the problem is that often those attending these gatherings, see, they were drawn by false advertising. Have you seen these light bimbos all over the place with imposing images of the pastors and Jews and done ministries all over the world? A particular country in Africa, there's one street, I know, one highway, it is so much. Have you seen the billboards with the pictures of the pastors and their wives? Well, from this advert, <laughs> the human God is the pastor. You see, the human gods, the way they dress. Yeah, I see, it's all nice. Invite them. There's false advertising. Tell them, come and be healed. Come and when we pray, you are going to become rich. You see, the subliminal is not telling them that. And I show you by the way they are living and manifesting on the billboards, on the television, they are advertising for people to come to their convention. And from the pulpits, what do they preach? An unseen God, a small God, one that gives material wealth and health. That's what is so to those attendees. And often that's why they rush out to give their lives. Because they want that God, but it's not Jesus. They're looking for the mammon or whatever, Satan, whoever. But it's not Jesus Christ because Christ on the cross. If really you give your life to Christ, you are going to cry living because you will see him hanging there, suffering and saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You will see the wounds on his body that he died for your sins and my sins. And you will go, you will be, for the next couple of days, you, are going, you, you will not be yourself. That's how we, and the encounter will come. Jesus will visit you. Is that assurance? If you have not had an encounter with him, when you repented, today you can have that encounter. All you have to do is sincerely believe, determine to make a new turn from sin, and reject everything you had before from anywhere except the word of God. 
See, the result of hearing and believing in a God created by false pastors and preachers is a belief in a God that is not Jesus Christ. You see, that's what we mean by raw foundation. So they come out thinking they have given their lives to Christ. But nothing changes in their lives. They have no experience, no encounter. So every Sunday, every service, they go and whatever they're told to do, they do. So they're on their own foundation. Because you don't tell me that that in this who gave their lives after hearing they become rich. <laughs> yeah, that they gave their well, maybe they did, but the truth I'm saying is if they really did give it to the God Christ of the cross, he'll visit them. But if they gave it to the God of Mammon, of course Mammon will visit them too. And brothers and my sisters, I encourage you share these messages. I encourage you to tune in to this series, The Faith Killers. It is very important. It's going to be one of the most important because we are now tackling, we have been tackling the past, but we decide to bring them close now. So let's not quibble. We are going to hear many things as God gives us grace to share. We're going to sing the old rugged cross because it is that is the point of the matter. It is the old rugged cross. Only the cross. Only the cross. On a hill far away near Jerusalem stood an old rugged cross. It's the emblem of suffering and shame, which we should have also shame. That's why we must not think anything else and I love that old cross where the dearest that's the Lord Jesus and the best for the world of lost sinners he was slain for you and I always have that image before you at all times from now till eternity because the cross will always be there so I will cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down that day when I meet him I will continue to cling to the old rugged cross. I will continue day and night in my prayers, in my sleep, in all I do. Until I is changing that day to the giver of that cross. Oh, that rugged cross. So despised by the world. The world doesn't want to hear about the cross. But it has a wondrous attraction for me because it, it brings me, it situates my life and makes me to understand that I am alive only by His grace. That I've known Him only by His grace, not by my works or anything. Because the dear Lamb of God left His throne above. So for you and I. So I will cherish the rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down. And I'll cling, I'll continue to cling to that old rugged cross. Until I exchange it to my father, my God said, my son, come home. To the old rugged cross, I'll never be true. It's shame and reproach. I gladly bear. Say whatever you like. The world can say anything. 
That should be your attitude and my attitude. Then you call me someday to my home far away in the heavens. Where his glory forever I will share by his grace. That should be your attitude. So no matter what you see around you, you know that one day you're going to be with him in glory. So we cherish the old correct cross. Please cherish the old rugged cross, my brother, my sister. That's my message today. Because one day we will lay all our trophies down at his feet. But meanwhile, let us cling to the old rugged cross. Because it's only through the old rugged cross that we are saved. And it's only through the old rugged cross that we walk a walk that leads us to eternal life. Praise the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, blessings, glory, honor are all yours. Thank you for the message. Thank you for admonition and encouragement to all your children. Thank you for the many, Lord, that will repent at the hearing of this message. That will be turned who were believed wrong foundations. They will come to the true foundation that is the cross. And Lord, when they come, Father, I'm praying, Lord, draw them to you. And Lord Jesus, visit them. Because when you visit anyone, that person's life will never be the same again. Help them, Lord. There's so much confusion in the world. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord, on a dying world. Especially those who have believed but believed wrongly. Because they were taught wrongly, Lord. Help them as we continue with these messages, Lord. Especially in these ones. To know why their faith has not worked. Because they believed wrongly, Lord. But that they can right this ship and turn to him only who died. To him alone be all glory, Lord Jesus. Your son who died on the cross of Calvary and made us righteous with you. Communicate this to all the hearers of this message. Communicate it to all your children everywhere they are, Lord. Deliver them, Lord, from the bondage of wicked men and women. And as God in this series, Lord, continue to free them and continue to pull down all who are ministering or ministering wrong. The truth must not be spoken and must be spoken loudly. Bless the homes of all those who have heard and are hearing. Guide them, Lord, that the enemy will not take what you have planted today. Help them, Lord, to walk this walk. And deliver them from all the plans of the enemy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. And the Lord continue to help us so that we all share together and share these messages. They are messages of life. And go to our website. We have so many articles, books that you can read for free to encourage you and encourage us. If it's God's will, we shall see you next Sunday. Praise the Lord.